I'm speaking with Fred Nagel, who's a Hudson Valley peace activist, a U.S. veteran, and the host of Activist Radio on WVKR in Poughkeepsie. And thanks for talking to me, Fred. I wanted to ask you about a letter to the editor that you were sending out this week mm -hmm. about the controversy surrounding a class being offered at Bard College. Mm. Can you give me a little background on it? Sure. Well, essentially, it's David Drimmer from the Jewish Federation of Ulster County uh, has attacked uh, Bard uh, and Botstein, the head of Bard College, for offering a course on apartheid in Israel-Palestine. So uh, his letter goes down through all the reasons why uh, he's against this course being given. And uh, so that's essentially the, the conflict uh, involved uh, involves students at Bard because there's a very active Students for Justice in Palestine at Bard College. It involves um, other professors and in fact it involves the whole Hudson Valley because very similar things have happened to Vassar College over the last five or six years. I think the title of the class is uh, something like Human Rights in Israel-Palestine and Apartheid. So why should we be concerned about his opinion on this class? I mean sure this is one person opposes this class but why should we be sure. worried about that? Uh, well I think it's worrisome that a person would uh, use religion to attack what's being taught at a college, attack a professor who's a renowned human rights uh, scholar. And, you know, we're in a country that pretends that religion sh shouldn't uh, instruct political beliefs or freedom of speech, but this is a crossing over where David Drimmer, you know, essentially is representing Israel. And uh, he doesn't want Bard College to have a course that makes it look like Israel is an apartheid state, uh, as most human rights organizations have affirmed that uh, Israel is an apartheid state. And the discrimination and racism that Israel shows to its Palestinians are somewhat akin to the racism that we see in our own country, our, our centuries of racism against black people. So that's an interesting point, because in the letter, you draw a parallel between trying to stop a course like this to some of the national movement, and specifically in Florida, led right. by Ron DeSantis, against what they call critical race theory or education about race in, in high schools. Explain what what the parallel you see there is. Well, you know, Ron DeSantis uh, does not want a course taught. Uh, these are from the College Board Advanced Placement course. He says that uh, he's not going to allow this course to be taught in, in Florida uh, since it makes white students uh, uncomfortable. I think he, that was one of the words he used. Ashamed was another one of the words. Uh, he doesn't want to expose his uh, lily white uh, students in Florida to any, really any mention of the type of racism and Jim Crow violence that black people have faced in Florida, certainly, claiming the right to take our history away from us, at least a history of black people away from us. And really, 
consideration of history is what drives social movements. If you don't know about the history of how blacks have been treated in this country um, going back centuries, uh, then you're not going to come out and fight for their rights. So I see why Ron DeSantis wants to get into the curriculum and throw out black studies, but his his reasoning is completely racist. It's the reasoning of racist America for hundreds of years. Um, and I draw a parallel to that racist hatreds to what David Drimmer is doing, claiming that uh, Israel has a right to tell Bard College what their courses should be. It's a very similar uh, assumption that individuals have that they have a right and sometimes a religious right like David Drimmer talks all about how uh, this is a religious uh, thing. This is all about the Holocaust and all about anti-Semitism and uh, he attacks the course in that way. So we're looking at an attack on education, essentially, aren't we? And, and then, and most fascists make that attack, um, you know, early on in their assumption of power. They have to control the narrative in education. And it kind of boils down to creating no differentiation between criticizing the state of Israel and its actions with anti-Semitism, you know, which is a tactic that's been around for a while. I think we've even discussed it before. Sure. And there's been some pretty high-profile cases nationally just very recently. I mean, the James Cavallaro, that's the human rights envoy that Biden had appointed, that he just mm. withdrew the appointment because of some yep. of him expressing very similar things about Israel. And then Kenneth Ross at Harvard. He, they reversed human that rights. again, didn't they? Yep. They reversed it. But yeah. he he was uh, he lost his appointment to Harvard, and he's a person that's been respected and been around for decades and decades in, in all of the human rights organizations. So do you see this as coordinated, as part of the same thing, or just a similar tactic that's being used? I mean, what do you, how do you connect those? I think the younger people in the U.S., and that includes students at the uh, Bard and Vassar uh, have become more and more aware of uh, apartheid in Israel and are pushing harder than they ever pushed before. There's several organizations. Uh, one is the Mideast Crisis Response, and that's been around for about 10 years. And then there's Jewish Voice for Peace, and they've been around for maybe four or five years. But these organizations have uh, a full plate of activities uh, from marches to letters to the editor to talking to congressional representatives about the Israel lobby and its effect on uh, policy, on U.S. policy, because there's just more people doubtful about Israel policy and, and more people uh, looking for alternatives to sending Israel $3.8 billion a year while they, you know, shoot and murder people in the West Bank and Gaza, people eventually are seeing that as a fascist assault, a racist assault on a particular population. So it was bound to happen. And the pro-Israel lobby is so successful and has been so successful over decades. Almost every congressional representative we have from the House and Senate get money from the Israel lobby. 
In the last two election cycles, we've seen the Israel lobby go after a number of progressive candidates in the primaries. And the reason they don't like progressive candidates is that these progressive candidates question the U.S. dealings with Israel. So we see the Israel lobby is incredibly powerful. You can go on something called opensecrets.org and you can uh, verify how much your various uh, House representatives and Senate representatives are getting from the Israel lobby. And what's, what's going to really strike you as you read these numbers is how many people are taking tens of thousands of dollars from the Israel lobby. And what are they getting in return? Well, they're getting the fact that they don't ever talk about Israel-Palestine. But you can tell that the lobby is you know, fighting back. And this attack on Bard College is just a part of their assumption that they have a right to interfere in college and high school education, which I think should be fashioned around freedom of speech and inquiry rather than fashioned around what Israel wants us to be talking about in colleges. Is there anything else you'd like to add just for for people that feel inspired by this? Uh, Well, you could check with your college to see if they have a Students for Justice in Palestine, SJP. And you have a weekly radio show, is that right? Yep, on Vassar College Radio, 91.3 FM, Thursdays from 5 to 6. Tune in, or if you miss that, just go to classwars.org and you can listen to our last 10 programs, classwars.org. I'd love to have you come to the website and take a look at the people that I interview.